I'm Ben Lawson, aka Tantra Punk, your guide to sexual liberation, healing, and empowerment. As a certified Tantra counselor and certified permaculture designer, I'm here to help you grow spiritually, sexually, and ecologically. My online and in-person counseling sessions and training programs are priced to fit any budget. I'm looking forward to helping you design an ever more divine life path. Please send me an email to ben at tantrapunk.com and our journey together will begin. Please go to patreon.com slash tantrapunk to sign up and join my community there and get some exclusive benefits. Also, I now have a complete set of all of my podcasts and videos available for a free download, and I call it the Tantrapunk box set. That's available. Just go to the front of my website, tantrapunk.com, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, dear beloveds. Welcome to Tantrapunk Podcast, episode number 296. I am being joined again by Arun of Arun's Yoga, and we're having a, a discussion, and he's providing his perspective and we're kind of doing a a collective book review on my new all-time favorite book which is tantric quest by daniel odeer and you'll hear all about it um basically it's a good book uh, in which someone is searching for tantric wisdom and he comes all the way from uh, all the way from his country yeah and uh, he is seeking uh, with his open heart in, uh, in the mountains of Himalaya. Uh, he is hoping he will get uh, established in the tantric wisdom which he is seeking. He probably get established in the uh, tantric wisdom which he is seeking and uh, all of a sudden he met with a tantrika and she's a kind of evolving him into she's like she's helping him to grow his mind and uh, his um, his soul as such to a, a different level and he is finally he is understanding that he got something out of the entire journey and uh, he is going back so this woman is actually um, using different techniques to help him to evolve into different uh, understanding altogether. Like we could see in this book, uh, she is telling the guy the space and the time has an importance into evolution and uh, unconditioning him by throwing him into the streets of India with some lovers and teaching him how to house sex without ejaculation and uh, she is introducing him, him to Bhairavi uh, Raga and uh, teaching him about what is great yoga and they are having some good time together <laughs> yeah, they have a good time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so... The stuff they never told you about in yoga class, that's right. Sorry? Yeah, the, uh, the, um, it's, it's, well, I guess some people say it's secret, it's forbidden, it's hidden, it's the occult, it's like, uh, but it's the fun stuff, and, uh, and but, but... Yeah, I'll, I'll give some commentary later. Please continue. Um, so these are the things, and um, yeah, I, <laughs> I basically go through almost everything which is I could see in this um, uh, uh, particular part, a uh, particular piece of the written story. And uh, the Tantrika is actually. Um, uh, using 
<coughs> palm wines and non wines so these two things uh, is not so common in all kind of tantra tradition there are some temples where prasadas is palm wine and non wine which is located in the uh, southern part of india and also northern part of india i mean the uh, tantric tradition there is uh, kashmiri shaivism that is in the kashmir area of india and uh, northern state like um, there is a place called uh, mayom so this is basically a state which is filled with a lot of black magicians i mean magic basically we can't say that they are black magicians because the term black magic is deep confusing because there is nothing called black magic as such it is it is like uh, it's just magic uh, yeah that may not be contaminated by the uh understanding of society so they label it as black magic it is not uh, black magic it's just magic so this black magic term is uh, actually an introduction from west is not from the west as such it is the introduction from the christian missionaries so whatever they were not able to understand they labeled it as black magic Right. so they called aliester crowley also as a black magician and a great satanist but i'll say if he was in india he could be one of the great tantric teacher right in all the time so that could be happen but the missionaries called him as uh, a satanist and uh, <laughs> what not so many things so there is we can see in the story there is palm oil and non veggies being uh, consumed by the tantrika so these traditions <coughs> are existing in uh, two temples which is in northern part of india and southern part of india so the prasada or the whatever the offering to the uh, deity is um, <coughs> non veg and the palm oil you said sadhana and there is it's a it's a offering yeah it's a sadhana okay. of those deities like you offer you know uh, a wine i am the way truth and the life jesus said and uh, he said wine is my blood and uh, this hosti is my uh, flesh similar way uh, when the goddess is being established in a one temple with the tantric sadhana uh, that deity has some rituals so we offer something like uh, flowers or uh, uh, something like that so in in these two temples what they offer is palm oil and non veg and uh, there is a temple kamakya temple which is in assam uh, that is one of the hot spot for the tantric rituals kamakya temple in that what happens when the uh, uh, goddess eliminate a uh, blood you know if there is menstrual cycle is there in woman so same similar way the goddesses also has menstrual cycle when she eliminate blood it is become a very big festival and uh, people uh, use this blood as a prasad and they drink as well. so most of that is the reason why most of the tantrics are uh, uh, like to wear red red colors because it is a prasad the uh, the menses blood is a prasad it is actually uh, telling that uh, the woman woman is ready for uh, giving birth so uh, she is like she is giving the birth to the next generation so she is like a goddess so that is where people should start to worship a uh, woman wow so that okay. happens in kamakya temple in assam chatandri temple wow well that's there's so uh, these things wow. i can say oh no go ahead 
So these things I could see in this particular story, and these are uh, something uh, I think the author didn't got much exploration into this because there is a limitation for white uh, in uh, Indian soil because people won't trust and uh, they won't believe uh, what these people are going to do with the all the wisdom because these are very powerful this can help you to get established in eternity after a stage and uh, it will actually help you to become immortal that is the all the wisdom seeking ends up so most of the people will not be able to open up with the with more Maybe that is the thing the author may not got much more exploration into this, but but his ability to write whatever he is writing is can actually he could have got much more exploration into these kind of things. Uh, he could have written it in much better way. Way this is what I feel. And uh, so these are the things which I uh, got from the story. So, what you been telling? Well, um, you know what I think. Uh, I'm, is is it possible for you to relocate to where you're outside of any walls? Because it seems like there's just a lot of echo, and um, it's. I, I hate to say that I can't. I'm, I'm having a hard time um, hearing. So what you're saying, so I get only a percentage of it, and I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure I'm following along all right. But uh, but before we continue, I just want to see if you're, if you have power, maybe you can move uh, just um, like right. Can you walls. now it is uh, better? You're are you you outside a little bit? Let's see. Uh, could speak a little bit more. Now it is better. Fine. That's a little bit better. Yeah, I think. Okay, cool. So thank you. That's that's good. We'll keep going. So, yeah. So the reason that I wanted to uh, share that book with you is that, um, you know, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of like, uh, I feel like I've completed a certain chapter of my life, and I'm looking at the future, and uh, I've wanted to have the author be a guest on this podcast i uh, send him a couple emails i don't know if they the email is is active or what i know he's still active he's still teaching and uh, i started watching some of his youtube channels and it's very interesting and i feel like uh, i also i also read another one of his books about collies so um you know he's i think me and him would make uh would be good friends you know and uh and i'm certainly just a, about a generation behind him i suppose uh, or ahead of him however that works to where you know his literary depiction of his experience um was very classical uh for the traveling scholar of spirituality and seeker to have that experience of immersion and culture shock and 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 even this very sought after and very very erotic dimension that uh, it's just um, you know I consider that work when I read that book I thought I I thought to myself like wow on one level I feel like I am the next generation of seekers of Western male seekers who who becomes enchanted and intoxicated by the nectar of Shakti even though didn't start out knowing that that's what they were looking for but it's sort of there was some some conspiracy of cosmic forces to sort of allow for that shakti force to to meet the seeker who and then also to put that seeker through through extreme trial and tribulation to test their ability to absorb and 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 behold and and uh and caretake for deeper knowledge and and not everybody is worthy of that training not everybody is going to survive those initiations so it's very much like a boot camp or very much even like a navy seals kind of thing where there's like a very i mean when you see what he goes what she puts him through you know the as his teacher as an initiatrix she puts him through through uh tests of will and character and strength and resolve that you would you would put you would see in an army ranger school or something like that so 
I, I think it's very appealing because a lot of men in the West, they want to have that, that uh, rite of passage into manhood and they don't really get it from video games. And, and they're kind of stuck in adolescence and stuck in a state of, of immaturity, you know, on a lot of levels. And that, and this story is like kind of like what what's missing for the American experience. I mean, or the or the European uh, experience without that sort of without the dimension of of goddess worship, without the dimension of um, you know immersion into wild nature and and deep sort of um, you know what they what we would people would more more commonly refer to as like a a, a vision quest amongst the Native Americans or a walkabout amongst the Aborigines, where where you're forced to go out there and find yourself, you know, with some instruction by a shaman or a guru or a teacher or an elder, but that you're also partially on your own, so you have to sort things out and and really encounter your own your own issues. I guess the the initiation of christ in the desert is like an analogy as well but for so you know this is really priceless material and it's very archetypal in my opinion for for this the journey of the you know the average man and then beyond that the journey of the spiritual seeking man and beyond that the journey of the spiritual seeking man who is also open to being not humiliated or belittled by the divine feminine, but to be actually initiated into godhood at a high level on the physical plane and on the spiritual plane, and in the uh, in the in the active invocation of Kundalini, and therefore becoming a worshiper and devotee of the Kundalini, and that's something that has to be, you know, you can't you can only explain that so much, and and for it to be practiced in union, and practiced through a you know what they describe as some form of a maituna ritual which is kind of like the holy grail of the the tantric seeker is to is to experience that i mean it's it's like um it's after for me after studying tantra for 10 years i encountered his work which i feel like i probably should have been given his that book right at the beginning of my journey in fact i should have been given that book by my mother before my first girlfriend when I was 13 or something and she could give me that book and say, here, son, I want you to be like this guy before you ever, you know, have a girlfriend. And that, and I, so now I feel like, you know, (laughs) I wasted a lot of years being very ignorant and very lost. And then I find that book almost at 40 years old. And I went through a lot of wasted time, wasted years and a lot of BS trying to sort out this stuff and i basically had very similar experiences that he had and some of them were less glorious some of them were more glorious i mean everybody's path is different but when i read that book i said to myself you know maybe my story of my tantric quest is is really probably too horrific and extreme in a lot of ways to be the, to be really the the story that sells Tantra on a big level, uh, the way that like Bruce Lee was able to sell Kung Fu and martial arts to the world through, through, through that cinema. So obviously when I'm reading this book, Tantric Quest, I'm thinking this is an amazing screenplay and it, and it tells the story of the goddess and of Shakti and it really helps under, a man understand his strengths and weaknesses and it's a story of personal transformation it's so archetypal and it's so accessible and relatable that to me it feels um, like it's for uh, for a way when he comes like sorry oh uh, yeah yeah go ahead and what it is like uh, there is uh, two people one guy he came to one burger okay he was sitting near to uh, one road and he was begging so this guy has told to this beggar is like if you meditate 10 minutes every day you can convert the world this guy has said to this beggar so the beggar has replied if you do the meditation for 30 minutes you will not you understood say say that one more time if you do the meditation and what now if you do the meditation for 30 minutes every day, then you will not, you will not go for conquering the world. 13 minutes of meditation a day will, will helps you to 
achieve those those uh, those effects that that this development that you're, no, you're it's, talking about? It's just a story. It's, a, it's just a story. This guy came to the roadside, was having a lot of ego, and he said to this beggar, because he is separating and seeing the beggar from himself, because there is actually, there is no duality. It is it's non-dual self, actually. So this guy has told to this other person, like, if you meditate for 10 minutes every day, you can conquer the world. It, it is right because the meditation will give you a sharp mindset. So this guy has replied to this guy in the way, if you meditate 30 minutes a day, you will never go. Because you will get established into the self. So from this blissfulness, uh, you will never feel like conquering the world, even though you can. Ah, that's cool, man. Well, that's what they. That's uh, that's what my 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 uh, cyber friend Vin Armani says about what it means to be a gentleman and what 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 is romantic about being a gentleman is that you should be strong and powerful, but you should have the the wisdom to to be also gentle, and that that is the sort of that's the attractiveness of being a gentleman is that you have power, but you use it not to harm, but to heal. If you know, unless it's necessary for defense. Yeah. And, you know, if you're <laughs> so that's uh, yeah. It's, I mean. There's, I mean, if you think about what, Holly, what Hollywood does, Hollywood is this machine that uses this, um, this, this uh, pattern, this formula, a formula of a story that makes the white, you know, in, in his prime of age, the, the, the white male protagonist hero be the centerpiece of the Hollywood just not the American dream. It's just like the dream of of being a human. You know, you're aspiring to that, and uh, and I think that's very toxic, of course, because I'd rather see an ensemble cast. I'd rather see more diversity and whatnot. Um, but I also look in the mirror. I don't look in the mirror every day, thankfully. But when I do look in the mirror, I say, "Well, you know, you happen to you just happen to be." You know, a uh, you know, you fit into that formula. So when I ask myself, like, well, you know, who if 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 nobody else, like, if I say to if I put out a a press release saying, you know, somebody should really make this book Tantric Quest into into a Hollywood film because it ha because it has that formula. So we're guaranteed that it will work on some level and it will, it will reach people because that's all they know. The, all they know is Tom Cruise and Mel Gibson and, uh, you know, all of these, um, all of these, these archetypes, whether they're really muscle, muscle men or, or, or they're more like the <laughs> Pierce Brosnan kind of guy, you know what I mean? Like you can be Pierce Brosnan, you don't have to be, you don't have to be muscle bound to be to be a hero i mean you could be any anywhere along the spectrum and uh and i think like as well i know i know that people are obsessed with this archetype and and the fact that he wrote this book um and i read that and i go wow you know this is really something that that could be made into a, an amazing amazing film and, and even done with you know uh, on location and and with hopefully with him as a consultant and him actually approving and working on the screenplay. And, um, you know, I, I'm on a point where I think, you know, if it's, uh, I'm just, I don't know if I should pray for it to be the case, but I will say that I think it, I think that a movie of, I think a film of that, of that story should be made. And ideally with Daniel, the author as the, you know, a main consultant obviously and someone who is going to approve it and po possibly even have the final edit editorial control um so that he's very happy like i would never want to see that story be made into a film in a way where he thought it was horrible or he didn't like it it's like he should just be able to be in love with every aspect of it and and that would be a reason to just shoot more scenes and take more takes and have it take longer and have <coughs> it be more options but you know i feel like um you know, as much as I would love to see everybody in the world fall in love with the top Bollywood movie of the year, 
so long as that movie told some story that was really honoring to to Shakti, you know, I would I would be the first one to say, don't listen to this white guy, European guy's journey about going into seeking Tantra. Like that's, you know, why listen to him? You could have a more authentic indigenous perspective on that. But honestly, I know that in my heart of hearts, I know that that's not how the world is set up right now. And I don't want to be bowing to Hollywood, but I do think, well, you know, if I if I look at my future and I say, you know, it's at least worth considering um, the possibility of uh, of seeing if, a if it's possible that 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 he would approve of that story being made into a film, and then find out if maybe people want to invest in a film project like that, or maybe it can be self-funded or crowdsource funded or however it could work. But I think for me, I say to myself, like, if I ask the goddess that I know and love, you know, at this point, you know, does the world need to see my story on film or does it need to see Daniel's story on film? And maybe it doesn't need to see either. Maybe it needs to see Arun's story on film. And I'm open to anything, you know, being the case and I'm willing to accept anything. But I'll tell you, as I was reading that book, it really struck me that it's like, this is the literary depiction of the experience of contact of, of psychedelic goddess worship and that experience of contact with the with the, the the sort of mother goddess of the earth the dark mother goddess and the kali the way that kali is introduced through bang you know that whole chapter of like the hallucination that he has of experiencing the devouring kali force and it's because he drank a big <laughs> glass of of of, of, uh, of cannabis milk you know that that was really yeah. that was beautiful for me because that's how because if if people understand that that entheogens and psychedelics and psychedelic shamanism can be the the bridge that takes you into union with the divine feminine then that is a big that's it's a different it's, story it's, than, uh, can i pursue like yeah, see yeah, yeah. here um, here see uh, seeking the wisdom um, i mean the divinity once you seek the divinity and once you got established into the divinity you will be become the god itself so that is the thing so here the in this book um, there is something is lacking like he is seeing some goal of goal oriented like tantric Tantric thing is like a, it's an initiation. There is no uh, no destination to reach, to see the life as it is, and uh, um, making the life to flow. So basically, what what is this wisdom? So uh, there is something is lacking. Like, what is this wisdom? What is the nature of the uh, nectar we are seeking? So if we look at on the scriptures, we can see the nature of the uh, uh, nectar or the immortality which we are seeking. It has been said in this way, like it is neither that nor this. And it is completed with that complete. So there is one stanza from uh, Veda that just goes in this way. This is perfect, that is perfect. And perfect comes from the perfect. And if you take the perfect out of the perfect, the reminder is perfect. So this is what we are seeing. This is, this is where we will get established into. Um, and If someone knows this, he don't have to seek this because he will already get established into this. And if someone who don't know this, he don't know what to seek. This is also a problem. So it will be like somebody who has tasted this will never seek this and somebody who never tasted this don't know what to see, then he will be, become blind. 
So the the seeking lies in between. That is where the true seeker is actually into. So tantra is a way uh, to give a taste of what to seek. In that, for that there are 36 tattvas are uh, said. It is been uh, uh, that uh, the Daniel is giving an introduction to these tattvas. So these tattvas are mind, uh, intellect, ego, and the self. This is the first four tattva. This tattvas is being said in Shaivic uh, uh, tantrism also. This is where Shaivic uh, tantrism is like uh, where Shiva is becoming the center, and the Shakti tantrism is like where the divine feminine is becoming the center. So these 36 things, there is mind, intellect, ego, and self. To understand what is mind, what is intellect, what is ego, and what is self, somebody should understand. Uh, you have to be become mind first in order to understand the mind. Then you have to be become intellect. Then you have to be become ego. Then you have to be become uh, self. Then you will understand what is this for then you can understand these four is not what is this whisper is then other tattva is saying is five senses which is sight hearing touch smell and taste so basically if you know if you become uh, these five indriyas this is what we call as five panchendriya if you become the five india you will get to know uh, this wisdom is not this, none of these uh, five senses. Like that, it, it is goes on. Five elements, Panjavayu, uh, seven dadus, Panjakosha, and five elimination methods. So basically, the agonies in uh, Kashi and Benares, and they will actually bring uh, their own uh, uh, shit and uh, they will actually eat that thing because once you go through that you will get detached from that so he who wins all all this practice tattva only is only has the capability to attain the uh, immortal that is what which sandra offers so that has no senses so sex is one of the important way which people will go through to get this thing out so basically he who attached to this i mean he who knows this will be possess some certain qualities like healing people and he will be able to make the dead uh, to be alive one sort of things like that like jesus has done uh, uh, we can see it in bible he is awakening people and there are a lot of miracles uh, happening all across so basically if you understand this thing if you uh, drink this immortality uh, we become like um, like it's near to god so what I'm, uh, what 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 you are proposing is like making this as a movie, and if it is being done in a very proper way, this will be become like a, a very good gift for humanity, you know. So people can see this true wisdom, and uh, they can understand, and they can give a visual experience of what is happening and uh, how it can be, how much powerful this could be, and. Uh, uh, what if you can do, then it will be like um, it will be like a very big gift for humanity, uh, for entire generation also. This is what I feel. Wow. Well, that is it. That's really, you know, what why I wanted to have this conversation with you because I know when I was reading it, I could imagine that um, anybody who was indigenous tantric who understood. Everything, who could understand everything that was being spoken of, which to me, I, I, I had encountered a lot of it uh, in different ways through different schools and teachings and workshops and retreats and whatever. But obviously, I would imagine that that there would be just as, 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 there's, as there's like 
infinite different competing stories of even the origin of Kali all over India. So, you know, it's you're always going to have people who are going to who are going to discredit or try to debate the validity of one or another path or school or whatnot. But I feel like um, if somebody like you could read that book and say, yeah, it's it's a little corny because it's a, it's just it's another another Hollywood you know white male protagonist hero goes and and but really he gets broke he gets broken down and the real hero is the Devi the real hero is the the Shakti because you know he's he's uh, he's very much um, uh, his machismo doesn't doesn't hold up you know it doesn't and it's not he really isn't isn't a machismo character but it's very it's very humbling and it's very beautiful in that way and uh and i would say like that's why if i shared it with you and you said yeah you know i mean if you if you didn't hate it i would say that's a green light to 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 consider this if you think it's actually i mean if you agree and you would sort of validate it as being it's it's not the complete story it's not the whole picture it's not everything you need to know but it's a good introduction and it could definitely open the door for more people who never knew this was possible and never you know never um i mean this could stop people from having lifetimes of drug and alcohol abuse or failed relationships i mean i i think this really could this really could, uh, I mean, as popular as, as martial arts and yoga, it's like, hey, if you're going to do yoga, you should also read this book so you know what else is out there, you know, at least a little bit. And maybe you go there and you <laughs> you go into the mountains and you die like one of the yogis that she talked about, you know, of like just seeing all these dead yogis out there in the caves. They just, they just you know, drag them out after they've been in there for a while and they start to stink. That could be you, you know, and you could you could find non-duality and transcend your ego by just dying in a cave by yourself. But <laughs> good luck. you might get lucky and you might find a, a beautiful Shakti like that. And, you know, I, I think um, to me that 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 really ignited the 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 pubescent dream that I had. It's so romantic and so much better than anything in porn. You know, it's so much better than anything on a dating app. I mean, it's so magical and mystical and there's so much reverence like if you want to teach men like how do you teach men to respect women that's a big question and there's lots of people trying to answer that question and i think that that book you know a lot of yeah, people that, uh, most, of the, most of the guys uh, most of the people who taught him men how to respect a woman is actually men <laughs> you see the irony the irony yeah so men that, teaching men how to respect a woman <laughs> yeah yeah, and so you know, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, this is just uh, for now. Um, you know, I would say, you know, for now, in my, for me to be involved in the tantra movement, you know, which goes back hundreds, thousands of years. You know, in your words, it's two thousand year family lineage. So, you know, if I'm I'm just one little thread in that tapestry of the fabric of, of tantra throughout history on Earth, and. Uh, you know, I've had my little story and, you know, honestly, I have my book. Like, my book is, is being edited professionally right now and it's under contract with a publishing company and it's supposed to be released in November and we'll see if we hit that target, but it's been pushed back already once. I don't know if, you know, it's going to make it on time for that, but I'm hoping it does. But if it does, you know, then um, I'm going to feel like, you know, hey, I told my story. I kind I'm kind of complete, you know, I have my own. I mean, I can write another volume i have since that since that book was was written um you know basically i wrote the whole manuscript uh for the most part there was a little bit added to it a small percentage was added to it but for the majority of that manuscript of my first book it was done uh in the summer of 2014 and so that was six years ago that i wrote that book and it's taken until this year the end of this year for that to be you know submitted and and signed up for a contract and then it's in the editing process now and eventually it'll be released but that basically tells my story up into the point of 2016 because we added a couple of chapters you know um, to catch up a little bit but from 2016 to, to now is like a whole nother book you know that that they want me to write they're like we want to get this book out so that you can already have the confidence to start writing the next one. So, you know, I have plenty of work cut out for me, but when I think about like, um, uh, 
what I would really have fun doing and what I really like to do and what I felt called to do when I read that book is like, you know, hey, if somebody else wants to do it, like, hey, you know, he's he's from, I mean, I'm not going to try to do his accent. <laughs> I'm going to, because I'm, I'm terrible with accents, but, you know, if, if I threaten to to do it, with his permission and someone else says, no, nah, no, you're not the right one. We're going to find somebody else. I would just be happy to know that this, that that project was done, you know? And I'm, and I would say, I w- if no one else is going to do it, I might just dedicate my life to doing it. Cause I think that his story is way, way, way more powerful in terms of being relatable to people than my story, which is far out, you know, it's very, very far out. And like people might enjoy it, but they aren't going to relate to it. And my story is not going to be the story that you give your 13 year old son, you know, before his first girlfriend, but that story is one that could. So I think about the, you know, not to be cynical, but I could say the marketability of it. Um, I don't, I'm not thinking about the, the, you know, being a best it's, you know, well, obviously the cool thing too, is that if you made, if you made a film of that book and it was, it was said, this movie is based on the story of uh, Daniel Ordeer and his book, Tantra Quest, then you're also giving that book. That's why I wanted to ask you about it because it's like if I if I embark on this journey of really putting all of my heart behind more behind his story than behind my story and I put my story, you know, I bury my story and let people find it if they want it, but I'm not going to like shove it in people's faces because it's too extreme. But his story is perfect for every young man on earth to read, you know, not to be forced to read, but to be invited to read. And it's really like, um, you know, I think that's, that, that was my, that was my feeling about it. So, you know, if it's, if you were to say to me, yeah, you know what, I mean, there's things you would change about it. There's things you might correct about it. And who knows, maybe if you were advising on a screenplay, you would actually be able to like, correct some things technically that that maybe were were misinterpreted by him or that you know he might be willing to 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 be educated further about and whatnot but like to for it to be that's really difficult because you could try to do a culturally sensitive movie and have it backfire on you and have people really hate it i think i'm sure there are people now like if you gave that book to an orthodox brahmin hindu at a temple where they don't let women inside the temple and you gave him that book, he probably would, would want to beat you with a stick, right? I mean, it's not like everybody in India is going to be happy to hear that kind of story anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a kind of taboo aspect. Taboo, right? Yeah. So what do you it's think would happen? Yeah, what, would, what do you think would happen if, if, if whether, it's, uh, whether it's me or somebody else, but, a, 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 you know, like a very well-produced doesn't have to be you know a multi-million dollar budget it could be a very small humble independent film but well done an award-winning independent film done of that story and then that makes that book have a whole new audience and more people get interested in that book do you think that would be good for the heart and soul of mother india <laughs> that's the question <laughs> and this is a tricky question It's hard I mean, to say, uh, right? it's hard to say because India is a multicultural country. So it's like, and we are dealing with uh, two different. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the culture over your country is different, and the culture in my country is different. Even though uh, Kama Sutra came out from India, Tantra came out from India, even though all these things are came out from India, still like. Uh, is taboo in most of the people's mind in India, and uh, the there are women, and there is inter. Uh, um, I mean, inter-country marriages are happening. White man is getting married to Indian women, and Indian women are getting married to uh, white. I mean, Indian men are getting married uh, marrying to white women. So there are things are happening, even though the family after the marriage they get separated. I mean, the culture won't uh, allow them to stay together for a long time. And some some of them are actually very very successful. Uh, and there are a lot of it is uh, generally for society it is like a taboo. So yeah, if you could make an attempt like this. 
it is definitely going to be like a James Bond movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, James that, Bond, yeah. <laughs> after that, I mean, after this also, it is going to be like, um, it will not be same as what you see, what you feel. It will not be as same as uh, what you feel in your country and it will not be as same as what we can see in our own country. It is like, it will be putting stakes of so many things. Uh, um, you know, even though uh, orthodox people don't even accept uh, sex which is being uh, printed on the walls of the temple as divinity. Because it has been two generations after the um, uh, Christian missionaries has been abused in India. It has been already two to three generations. They have abused, they abused entire world. They put the sin on people's mind and they put what is right, what is wrong, this kind of consciousness into different people. And in Muslim countries, if you see, they are seeing women as just a, a farmhouse where you can put your uh, seed into and uh, she will give birth to. Yeah. And wow. uh, so many places it is like taboo after. So if you do an attempt like this, it is definitely going to be a game changer. I mean, if some big production companies are being involved into this, this is going to be definitely, it is going to be a blockbuster. And, <laughs> I mean, so much money it will be. Even the capital will make money. <laughs> wow, right. That's, so that's, that's an interesting thing. So, you know, I mean, you think about like... Um, there's been very controversial political films made all over the world. Like, for example, The Killing Fields about uh, the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia. There's movies about, you know, like, there's, there's political movies that show the, the treachery of the state. And, uh, and you have to, if you're going to go and make a film, you have to go to like their version of what we call the State Department in the United States. And you have to see like, hey, am I going to get kidnapped if I try to make this film? Am I going to get killed? Am I going to get permits? What are they going to charge for the permits? So somebody in the government has to basically, you know, approve to, but if they if they want the money enough, I mean, if they say, yeah, well, we don't, <laughs> we're not going to endorse this, but we'll take the money and maybe we'll charge you more because we're afraid of the backlash, you know. I mean, it's I know that there's people that's all they do all day long is like deal with that kind of diplomacy, like cinema cinema diplomacy. It's a whole it's a whole sector, you know, that Hollywood just has to deal with. So, you know, I would be very interested to see because it may maybe it doesn't happen in India, maybe it happens in Sri Lanka, or maybe it happens somewhere else where they. Where, where they want they say wow you know i mean it's we can make it look like that but if they don't want to do it there i mean maybe it can happen in Kashmir, right i mean it depends on the prerogative of the people but i think like uh it will be it is definitely going to be it is you are going to stake a lot of things <laughs> do what say what you are going to stake a lot of things yeah yep a lot of <laughs> but it's so beautiful man i mean that story the thing about it, it's like i could tell i could tell i mean you could be very militant about about kali versus allah you know you could be very militant about that that message but it's not it's not as um as as uh you know um diplomatic like to, to me the diplomacy of kali is through the little boy in the story who was remember the boy who was like uh the guy he was he was like the guardian of the wisdom of the goddess and he he was like i would love to hear what you think about the the that is like an ingenious plot device in terms of storytelling and i almost think he made the story up because it's so perfect but that's also the sort of nudge and the wink of the goddess and if you haven't read the book i don't want to spoil it but i will say that there is this boy in the book who is simultaneously the the sort of um uh, usher or the sort of uh um 
he's the guardian and the gatekeeper of the seeker of this wild yogini devi like this wild basically the the tantra quest is the story of a european man seeking buddhist enlightenment and then being sort of disenchanted by that journey and then discovering a far more enchanting experience of a humble wild yogini named devi out in the wilds of the himalayas and in order for him to discover her he has to be not only initiated brutally by her when he eventually gets you know her blessing to be initiated but he is he's he's um the gatekeeper of knowing her is actually this very wise old soul of a boy who the the mo to me the most charming thing was was how the book comes full circle and that was <laughs> it, it even makes me emotional now but that that brought the tear to my eye like, that's that's so well done and i it was very well done but i don't want to give it away but the i guess you could say the the what makes it so much more beautiful than just like a romantic encounter is the fact that the the context for this encounter to happen was a, was a whole theater of forces where a village was sort of set up and i think you know everybody kind of secretly knows that all the events in their life are engineered to push you towards growth and evolution and like it's those moments when you realize that your enemies were the ones who, who helped you grow the most and you want to thank them or you realize it was like the person who betrayed you who really you know created a pivot point in your life that opened up for new things and it's just that 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 beautiful like um sort of reveal that reveal moment that a lot of epic stories really really touch on is that like yeah you were you were deceived but for your benefit not for your peril and and how that deception plays out to where you feel really like like validated and, and really exalted <laughs> that was done so well in this book by the very end and and i hope i'm being vague enough not to spoil it but i would say that like i feel like even the i mean what i i think about like what if you gave this book to 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 anybody who was a militant jihadi right what would they maybe this would be the key to open their heart i don't know of anything else you know what i mean maybe ayahuasca maybe that they go and have an ayahuasca experience but the idea of of Hello? Yeah, and the idea of, of there being an experience that would help the coldest heart towards the divine feminine to open up, you know, and no, also a lot of people join militant, religious, extremist organizations because they're bored and they don't feel like their warrior energy is being is being um, uh, put to use. So the idea that you get this this very exciting story of initiation with this you know this this yogini um and she puts you through that military boot camp experience and she puts you on a mission to be a defender and of the goddess and a builder of <laughs> goddess temples and that should exhaust you by the end of every day so you don't want to go out and hurt anybody and and go out and colonize anybody like you should be so preoccupied with your love affair with the with nature and the goddess and building goddess temples <laughs> that you uh, that you're too busy and too exhausted to go out and fight wars and conquer and colonize other people and impose anything on other people <laughs> would you agree that like tantra is ultimately a a peace work a path of peace work because of that that relationship with the, the the divine feminine but also the warrior goddess that will adjudicate when necessary i mean i'm curious what you think about like the political <laughs> implications of a tantric revolution now with this as being like a text you know a powerful text to get the the warriors uh to sort of change their um affiliation 
see uh, where now the capitalism, the uh, the area which we are living is like capitalistic. Um, this is a capitalistic society where everything is being getted marketed, like woman is getting marketed as a commodity in this present situation. And uh, they also started to think that they have to act in a way that men is acting in order to be become equal. You know? So even though they are equal, they are not saying. Men is men, woman is woman. And the capitalistic society wants the woman to think that uh, <laughs> They can be become men, so they can feel a, 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 a kind of subjective fullness in their own heart because <laughs> if they act like men. But the tandra is a way where woman is seen as a woman and she is seen as a mother and worshipped as a goddess. And this may not be welcoming for much of the people where, uh, uh, especially in uh, Muslim, uh, I mean the jihadi groups and the and the uh, uh, missionaries, Christian missionaries and the jihadis, uh, it may not be welcoming for them because the for them woman is not a goddess, and this is the way. <laughs> not yet. Not they can accept the woman as a god. For them, the male only is God. Why the male only is God? What is that? What is the identity? How this male only can be become God? And we have to love women in such a way. The woman, woman also getting more pressure out of the love. So that is why the tantra is there is sex is being introduced in tantra. So using this, we could actually love the woman in the way which the woman deserves. I mean, uh, it will be great if you could uh, I mean, make a good movie out of this, which is actually able to. Uh, Take different dimensions all together. Put some more masala and structure. Something much bigger that you could do, it would be better out of this story. Yeah, what I'm saying in minus, uh, like it could be it could be a better idea to make a movie out of this, especially from this particular book in a much better way, the way which you could imagine like whatever is happening like a Netflix documentary or stuff like that, it is possible then it will be like a great movie also. It will make the difference in circular. Well, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I, you know, who knows? We'll see what happens and if nothing else, um, even if it's not his exact story maybe it's something something similar or something that can be derived from or based on that uh that story but uh, but no I, I appreciate that you gave that commentary and i hope that if nothing else people who hear this they go and they they read that book and and hopefully we'll we'll, we'll get more um more feedback on that and uh you know knowing that that book is out there i'm certainly interested in finding more literature i mean if you could if you were to find a you know a book that tells us tells that story of a transformation of a, of a male you know in, in in seeking of the goddess you know maybe there's better stories even that you are aware of or that you could find that uh that are totally <laughs> totally indigenous and totally uh uh traditional and authentic and whatnot so um, yeah, just one, <laughs> one, one little um, tactic at a time, you know, in, in this in this journey. But uh, but yeah, so do you want to tell people where to go for your? Do you want to give a pitch for your your uh, services right now, and then we'll say goodbye. I mean, we have already done it, huh? Well, 
never hurts to do it again because maybe they heard this one and not the one before, you know? Um, you provide... So uh, basically, I, I help people to get into their true potential by seeing the Vedic chart and uh, helping them to uncondition themselves from the conditions they got from the uh, societies they grow up or the places they grow up. Yeah, and helping them to avoid themselves as a better human in a much more mature way, mature way in the sense, uh, sexually, uh, philosophically, uh, spiritually. <laughs> so yeah, awesome. I, they like they could contact me in So you, so you're a Vedic astrologer for hire in India with a two thousand year tantric lineage tradition, and that your is your main teacher as a seventy year old woman, right? Sorry. Did you tell me one time that you one of your teachers or your main teacher is like a seventy year old woman? Yes. Yes, so <laughs> she's the boss, honestly. <laughs> I mean, uh, see, it is like, uh, uh, it is not like uh, nothing to do with the uh, Western aspect of neo tantrism. This is basically pure indigenous tantra. Wow, pure indigenous tantra. That sounds lovely. And, uh, uh, if we look at on the new books which is being came out and uh, the ideas which people are carrying about Tantra, this is this I would like to say this uh, like uh, neo uh, commercialized Western Tantra. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Neo capitalized uh, commercialized <laughs> Western Tantra. <laughs> yeah, if you're so that is different. That is? Yeah, so if you're sick of, if you feel like something's missing and you're sick of neo-westernized, capitalized Tantra, seek the pure indigenous Tantra that arunsyoga.in can help you access uh, for a very reasonable uh, fee and, 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 uh, and, and your journey can begin. And uh, certainly my journey has begun and I'm a, I'm a believer and uh, and I'm, I was much rather be hanging out uh, talking to you than going to some fancy uh, like mega church of an ashram where everybody's you know in a cult of um, of 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 capitalism really. So you know this is uh, nothing wrong with earning a living. You know being a teacher for sure. There's nothing wrong with um, with having an enterprise, but certainly. You know, we're trying to keep it balanced and uh, and keep it, um, you know, in in accordance with uh, with the with the deeper teaching. So, I, I yeah, I, that's why we're having this conversation. Is it so you can, you know, your no, I'm I'm not saying this uh, neo neo commercialized tantra is completely wrong because everything needs a, a, a particular aspect to survive. Otherwise, it will right. collapse. Right. So, Maybe this is what if this is what keeps it alive. Then so be it for now, and we'll keep. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll yeah we'll do what we can to give back, and and that's it. You know we, we always give back. So um, cool. All right. Well, well. Thank you so, so much the, again. Yeah. Yeah. So the indigenous knowledge can be polished and be used in a much modernized way, and uh, as soon as possible, always. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's get. Let's. Let's. Let's make it happen. And we're making it happen. So awesome. All right, Arun. Well, thank you so much again. This was another adventure yeah. and I appreciate you you bearing with me. You know, this is the first time I've been able to share some of those 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 impassioned um, sort of uh, hot, <laughs> hot, hot uh, art, heartfelt arguments and, and whatnot. And so I'm glad that you were able to help me work through that. And hopefully um, all of that you, you get you get 
well rewarded for your uh, your bearing with me on that, and uh, and and good things continue to happen for us both. So I will, uh, yeah, we'll say goodbye for now and look forward to our ongoing collaborations and wish you the best uh, of of um, of luck in, in all your endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Tantra Punk podcast. Please go to www.tantrapunk.com and click on the donate button to help support the show. In addition to sustaining and improving the podcast, your donations will help establish permaculture goddess temples that provide ecological employment for single mothers. Please subscribe and share your favorite episodes. If you have questions or comments, feel free to leave a voicemail at 818-275-1593 or email ben at tantrapunk.com. Namaste 